It's a beautiful day in Automation Town. And I started a small dog walking business recently. Ended up automating all the things that happened at my desk and figured it was a good way to get some exercise. Is that? Chad? What are you doing here? I just had to run in and... Why do you have so many dogs? They're not my dogs. Why do you have other people's dogs? End up starting a business. It's a long story. What are you doing downtown? So I had to drop off this thing at the Department of the Interior. Ooh, the DOI. DOI, yeah. You couldn't mail it? Well, they don't let you mail it. They actually only let you fax it. But here you are. I don't have a fax. Who even has a fax these days? You know, for my business, I tend to send quite a few faxes and worked out a way to automate it. You mean the dog business? Yeah. You're sending faxes for the dog business? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Wow. Let's pop into this coffee shop. Let me show you how I did it. Oh, this one right here? <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Chad. Welcome to Automation Town, where regular people try to automate the problems we all share. Jason, we live in a world where people still do silly things. Mm-hmm. We mail stuff we probably don't need to mail. We fax stuff because somebody decided that it was still a good idea to use Facts. Isn't it more secure than email? Depending on who you ask. <laughs> it's more secure than portals too, apparently. How old is fax, the fax medium? I had to look this up. I had no idea that faxes started in 1843. 1843? 1843. But they were popularized in the 30s. So by 1939, essentially everybody was faxing. Cool. Wow. Yeah. No. Can you take us down the full history of faxes and <laughs> what, a, what a great use of, of, of our time together today let's keep doing this <laughs> okay so from 1939 here we go so imagine a world it's 1939 do we need to hop into the wayback machine here real quick yeah that's what i was doing so that paul could do the audio yeah well you got to get in and start it <laughs> okay <laughs> how do you get this thing started you just yeah right here you turn this Okay, you got it. Okay, hands on 10 and 2. Okay, on 10 and 2. We're still focusing on 1939 here. And everyone's sending podcasts. No, they're not sending podcasts. <laughs> they're sending faxes. And decades go on. Businesses feel like the only way that they can communicate with each other is through fax. So the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s go through. And all of a sudden, now we're into computer land. I mean, the fax is fundamentally better than mail, right? So if my options are actual mail or fax, and I got to get something to like another business I work with quickly, like an order or something like that, I'm going to fax it, right? Make sense? Yeah. In the absence of technology. Now, we live in a world where technology does exist. So for all of the reasons that the fax became popular, which was that you got your message over quickly, that it worked, and that you found out if it was successful or not, that's great. Faxes also solve the problem of, hey, if you don't know the address of the person that you're sending the mail to, but you know their phone number, it didn't allow you to need to address it to a certain person or to a certain address. It was really neat. Yeah, big emails had their way for too long. Let's go back to fax, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Fax. We're landing this plane. So faxes existed, they had their time, and now it's 2022 and we live in a world where people still need to send them because governments medical police legal all of these industries require it so today we're going to 
examine the automations available for sending faxes. Ooh, hang on, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to use some of these episodes to solve our own problems. If you think about a person or company that needs to send a fax, they range from, hey, I need to send this one fax one time in my entire life, right up to businesses that have to have this caked into their tools because they send them in numerous numbers multiple times an hour. So depending on where you fall on that scale, you're probably interested in different solutions. So I was hoping today we could go over a couple of the ones that are single use, the ones that might be used frequently, and the really, really high frequency ones that you might really benefit with automation for. So Jason, you work in a company that is heavily lean towards the IRS in how you work. What do you got to do with faxes with the IRS? Oh boy, you still got to submit power of attorneys via fax. Uh, there's certain types of correspondence that either the only way they take it is via fax or the most efficient way to get it to them is via fax. And the IRS is a great example. Their mail log is like six months long. So if I mail them something via paper, it's going to sit in a container for six months. As opposed to if you fax it, they actually have a process usually within a month. So there's all sorts of really awful reasons for why we still have to do it. But oftentimes it's actually the most efficient way to play the game. So as much as I don't like it, it is still a fact of life that we're having to do this here and there. One of the problems that is plaguing us whenever we think about faxes is that we fundamentally don't want to pay a lot for it. It's one of those tools where when you pay for something like this, you feel like you're working backwards in life. And if you can minimize the price that you spend for faxes, it feels like you've won a little bit of a battle. Yeah. So what I've learned throughout this sort of how do you automate faxes journey is that some tools will actually charge you to get access to their API to send nice clean faxes. And if you don't want to get access to that API, you can use email. And that's typically the standard way of submitting a fax to somebody. So email solutions, that is, I send an email to an address and then the fax service faxes that email that I sent? Correct. And typically the systems will give you one email address per active user. Okay. So again, back to the stick it to the man type of situation, the less users you have on the platform, typically the cheaper it is. Hmm. And that's the problem that we were running into in our company. Too many people needed access to being able to send, manage, and receive confirmations. And that required the number of users to be a little bit higher, ergo a bigger bill. Didn't like that. Yeah, especially if it's infrequent. It's something you're doing like once a week. Man, a per user fax bill, like that's the last thing in the world that you want to stomach. Some other problems that we incurred were, depending on the tool that you use, the cover pages were a mess. Sometimes, depending on how you structured the email, the subject, the body, the to address, they were all used in weird ways. And you could never really control how nice it looked if you were using the email method. Some of these tools required you to log in and do something manually to make it look pretty and to have it all in their systems. If you fell into that group of people that didn't want to spend any money, some of the faxes that you send that are free will have ads on them. For the recipient to see? Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. So they get my ugly fax and it's got 
a MeUndies banner <laughs> ad on it? Yeah, or a window cleaning or something. Wow. Yeah. So all kinds of issues there with free to, you know, scaling up by user applications that tend to cost a lot. So like what does costing a lot of money look like for faxes? Well, there is no shortage of people that have tried to fix this problem. Hundreds of companies, hundreds of applications, and there's a few that show up on the first couple pages of Google that maybe we've all had to use if we're using faxes in business. Chad, I'm bored making this podcast right now. Can you can you imagine being the people where this is their entire job? Where they get up in the morning and they think, "How can I make fax better?" Someone's got to do it. Listen, I'm not knocking that at all. One of my first jobs was cleaning compost and working at a compost plant. Someone's got to do it. Cleaning compost? Cleaning, sorting, moving, smelling. Like cleaning dirt? It's more than dirt. Oh, Google yeah. inside of compost facility. Oh my gosh. You would have loved to have been hustling some sort of fax <laughs> company at that point. Touche, touche. Someone's got to do it. So the people that have done it have figured out ways to differentiate themselves. And I can't believe we're multi-minutes into a podcast talking about faxes. Nobody's listening, Chad. No one's listening. So we've got a few players. Let's name a few. Halifax is there. We've got MFax, RingCentral, eFax, MyFax, Fax Zero, all the faxes. They all have different approaches to pricing. And I think what we all want, it just depends on our frequency of use. So for the casual senders, you might think, okay, the free versions of eFax and MyFax might be good. So not the enthusiasts, but just the casual. The casuals. Everyday fax people, okay. And when you go to send those, it might be free for a couple pages. And then after you need to send three or five pages, you have to go up to a plan. Some of those plans will entice you with three to five cent pages per fax, but then hide the fact that it's a $10 minimum charge per month. And then you're into the comparable land of every other fax provider in the world. So this is an automation podcast. And you know, logging in and sending out faxes from different apps isn't really what this is about. It's about how to, can you how can you create your document or receive an automated document and then send it off. Wow, I'm tired even talking about this. Yeah, geez, always. So what do you do? Well, let's say you have a team of a few people and they all need to send a fax. You can pick something that has an API. They typically are on the more expensive side. Or you can pick something that's easy to use and you can control how the fax is sent by using your own forms. So I can share my story about how we got around that problem of needing everybody in the company to be able to send a fax. I'm bored again. <laughs> so what do we do? Well, the problem that we were trying to face was that there's too many users that needed to send a form. So we created a form and used a system called JotForm. The fax service that you were using was a per monthly user fee. Yes, the system that shall not be named. And I have to think that the services that are just APIs probably have a minimum that's more than you want to pay. That's right. Well, it depends. So there is one system called Faxio, and you're going to love how this is spelled. Any guesses? Oh my gosh. Hang on. Say it again. Faxio. F-A-X-I-O mm -hmm. dot com. That would make sense. Dot. How about P-H-A-X-I-O? Oh <laughs> Holy cow. Spell it how you wish. They're actually my new favorite. So for $10 a month minimum, they'll give you access to a pay-per-play API for faxes. Build apps that talk fax. 
Oh, <laughs> imagine the people having to write copy for these companies. That's all done by Jarvis right now. That's that's all AI. Jeez Louise. Okay, so foreshadowing to the end, Faxio is the choice that I'm excited to try out in exchange for the one that we had to build a workaround for. But here's the workaround. If you are into a contract or you're using a system like Ring Central or Halifax or MFAX that are by the user and uh, you're in maybe some sort of contract with because it's a bundled service or something uh, and you want to be able to centralize how faxes are sent because you have that one email address that you use, you can create your own form and then do a whole bunch of stuff with that form to then send an email in the right format with the right details to be able to be accepted from that email address. So I'll stop there for a second, Jason. Have you ever done anything like that? Uh, no, the only semblance of automation we've ever done around fax has been something that just triggers an email, but we stopped doing it just because, and I, you were saying this earlier and I was dying inside, it doesn't look good, which, oh, there's a big part of me that just wants to stick it to the person that's making me send them a fax and say, I could care less how it looks, but holy smokes, we, you'd forward the email and it would just be this awful HTML formatted thing that just wasn't clear. You didn't have control over the page breaks. So we did a bit of email automation around that very briefly, but then we stopped because the quality of it was just really bad. Yeah, look, I'm excited to use Vaxio to see how we can play around. I can't wait. There are a couple steps that we've talked about in other episodes that are very you know similar to what we're doing here. And very high level, here's, here's how it works. A jot form is shared with the whole team, password protected so that maybe people from the outside of your company don't come in and start sending a whole bunch of faxes. Mm. Then in that form, there is a place for you to drop in a whole bunch of documents. You've talked about this pdf.co merge function before, so have I, mm -hmm. and we're no different here. So using make, Integramet, you can take all of those attachments from the jot form and put them into one long string of URLs. Then pdf.co will take all of those and merge them together such that there is one massive PDF that's ready to be sent. Now here, that kind of fixes your problem, Jason, of having it look good or bad too. Because now as part of the form, you can create the first page looking however you want in whatever beautiful design of a fax cover page you want to have it look like. Okay, so you create a cover page based on the fields that the person completed in the form, and then you merge that on top of all the other docs? Mm-hmm. So you got your logos, all that extra ink, so that fax machine on the other end, oh, <laughs> which is probably just a computer with no paper <laughs> yeah. reading these things. Yeah. You want to do a few things, too, to make sure that if you're sending this off, it is in the right format. So... A phone number module exists inside of Make, and you can take the data from the Jot form, even if it's formatted properly, and put it in the right format for the email, maybe so that there's no dashes or brackets, or there's a one in front of it if it needs to, if it's international or something. And then from there, you've got a PDF, you've got the right information from a number perspective of where this actually goes, you have all your presets of what email address it needs to send to, and that's it. You send it off through Gmail or Office 365 or whatever you're using inside of Make, and now your fax has been sent off. Did he say you sent it to an email at the end? Yeah, because remember, you're using these systems that are not necessarily 
something you want to pay the, for the API access. So you can email it off using that one free user or that one user you're spending five bucks for. Got it. So the whole file we built with the form is an attachment to the email that goes to that fax service. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So we're not, we're not going the API path. We're using the email service, but you're formatting that whole attachment like in a customized way. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now through this research, I am seriously looking at Faxio now. Oh my gosh. There's a better way to do this. There's a better way. So instead of putting it all through an email, let's see if we can send it through an API with clean data and with all of the fields that you want. Oh. And we'll see how it looks. Is this the most boring topic ever to talk about? They stopped listening when you were trying to get the Wayback Machine started. I feel like we should put a, a link to a, a gift here, like a pizza belt or a bag of ducks. <laughs> and if anybody makes it through and goes to the thing and fills it out, they can either get a gift card from Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory. a bag of ducks, or a pizza belt. We live with this thing where we're kind of working around a fax limitation. There's lots of systems that are out there that are trying to get as much money as you can if you're in the higher volume fax game. But I think if you are into a little automation and want to try out Faxio, there's also another one called ClickSend SMS. So for $4 a month and $0.04 cents a page, it's very similar to Faxio. And it does have Zapier and Make integrations already built out. So you don't have to do custom API calls like Jason might have done in the Zinc episode and can't really make facts. A topic of facts very interesting, but at least this gives some some context to how you might be able to make it work. It's kind of like when we talked about mailing things, it's still just a necessary part of life, but you can actually now integrate it into the rest of your workflows in a way that isn't necessarily going to inconvenience you. So you can actually build your own interface that's more or less as if you were going to send somebody an email or something like that. And it's these third-party services on the back end that are going to handle the mailing, handle the faxing. So your job is basically to build that interface with them, whether it's an efficient interface or not. And then that interface is part of your workflow so that you're not necessarily inconvenienced by the limitations of the receiver. Yeah, and there's probably a world too where if you could make something look the way you wanted it to, maybe a status change in a project management system would automatically trigger all of that and you wouldn't have to go to the form. Right. Just grab whatever you needed. Yeah. So Paul, cue up the feedback music. Feedback time. Feedback, back, feedback time. Oh boy. Um, in some ways this is gonna be a hard one. In other ways it's gonna be an easy one. What do I not like about this? virtually everything for one i think a lot of people just unsubscribe from the podcast they put up with the bag of ducks the mailing a bird and all that stuff and they got to the facts episode and decided this is this is where i move on what i do like about this is faxes are still a a fact of life and and things that like i have to deal with this stupid thing every single week and it is like it's just still a reality and so i like kind of the trend we've been continuing on is we're actually automating the stupidest things in life that are not already um automated and a lot of people think a lot of people don't realize like the nuts and bolts of doing everyday business there's a lot of really stupid things that you have to do that absolutely shouldn't exist but still exist through no fault of yours or mine. So I think services like this, God bless them, whether they in a past life were compost cleaners or whatever led them to this life, I'm glad uh, they ended up there so that 
we can pull this stuff in and not ourselves be inconvenienced. So honestly, for a business in the US, this is almost a must have. There's definitely differences in volume, but if you work with government agencies, which everybody does, everybody pays taxes, you almost always will have a need to send faxes whether you like it or not. But I think what we've gone through here is how can you design your own interface as to not be inconvenienced by the limitations of, of somebody else? So you can still do that stuff in an automated way. Like you said, trigger stuff on status changes, trigger that as part of all the other workflows that you've already set up, send that thing out in the mail automatically, send that fax out automatically. As stupid as it is, as much as I don't enjoy it, as much as this is my least favorite episode that we've done, it's still something worth having and worth doing. So I think that brings us to, is this a thing I would use? Did we solve a problem? As much as I hate this, it's a resounding yes. I would much rather talk about duck bots, but I'm much more likely to use fax automations because that's a thing that we have to do a lot. It's almost like the more a task just eats away at your soul, the more you wanna automate it. And it's probably why faxes are a good thing to talk about because it just kills you to have to do it just because of the absurdity. Let's put people out of their misery. <laughs> Automation Town is hosted by Chad Davis and Jason Statz and edited by Paul Amara. Share your problems with us on Twitter at Chad Davis. Is it just Chad Davis? Yeah. And J Statz CPA. How do you spell that? Statz, S-T-A-A-T-S. It's a palindrome, but it has CPA at the end, so it's not a palindrome. Right. So if we're following along, J-S-T-A-A-T-S-C-P-A. You did say it right. If you're enjoying the pod, please leave Automation Town a review by submitting a note in person at the Automation Town Civic Center or sending a fax to 555-908-8 Ford.